This is Terry Tinklemore, and you're watching News at Nine. Tonight, is the bathroom using you? Okay, y'all. Just like the waterfall in the background, you want to relax and release. Ah, just let it go. Ah, let it flow. Ah. Lo there, do I see my father. And lo there, do I see my mother. Lo there, do I see my brothers and sisters. Lo there, do I see my people back to the beginning. And lo, do they call to me, and bid me to take my place among them in the halls of Valhalla, where the brave will live forever. Do you see what happens when you fall asleep in front of the TV? All these these TV shows or whatever you're watching, all that stuff slowly trickles down into your subconscious, changing and altering the dream. The reoccurring theme here is water. Why could that have been? Is it some mystical opportunity or did you drink too much last night? And instead of waking up in the morning and working through what was going on, you kind of woke up with a pee on you, and now you're forced to go shower and get ready and get the day started, not allowing you to pay attention to anything that's happened to you. How, how could the TV channels, how could this... <laughs> no pun intended. How could this trickle-down effect lead you to go pee? Questions upon questions that could be asked. We could spend two hours asking questions about this little slot which had four supposedly random dreams strewn into it. You see, we, we fall asleep with so much stimulation we fall asleep with so much stimulation that we're fully unable to comprehend what is transitioning in our dream state and if we if we even go further than that to look at the meanings of our dreams a lot of this stuff is psychological reverb blowback from things you haven't dealt with uh, until you are able to precisely become lucid and decipher what are echoes of the subconscious and what are teachings or gifts or actual lessons that you can pick up you're going to be doing the same thing for the rest of your life for instance cyclical nightmares I've talked about this before in the past. I haven't ever really gone into it, but 
cyclical nightmares, the things that you are pushing back consciously or letting affect your life consciously throughout the day is going to reverb itself into the nighttime. This is your subconscious gathering and preparing the scenarios that you have been avoiding or worrying about all day. You might think, I don't have time to think about this because I have to go to work. I don't have time to work on myself because of really X, Y, or Z reason. But when it's left there, it's left there to permeate. It's left there to fester. It's left there to spread out like a virus into the rest of your being, ultimately changing the rest of your life. If you ever had become lucid in a nightmare, that honestly, that can be one of the scariest things you can do. I actually had, uh, I wouldn't say so much a nightmare the other day, but it definitely left me with a heart-pounding sensation. You see, I, I was dreaming that I was in a classroom. There was a projector with something on the wall. And I had become lucid because the classroom was dark and there was a bunch of people that I did not recognize. And because the setting was a little bit eerie and dreary, my, unfortunately, my first thought to myself is I need to find a way out of here before someone notices me and, or something notices me and I'm fucked. And as soon as I thought that, one of the dream figures had turned around and looked straight at me. And I was like, crap, I need to get out of here. I then had what's called a false awakening, where you're dreaming that you're in your bed waking up, but you're not. Now, from this transition, I had lost my full lucidity. I was at the very lowest level, like hopscotching on the threshold between vividly dreaming and lucidly dreaming during the second time. And I say that because when I had awoken in my bed, I perceived footsteps going down the gangway. I perceived a possible threat. And I perceived that because I had consciously thought of um, last summer while me and my wife were sleeping at like three in the morning, some person was banging on the back of our door, our, our back door. Some person was banging the shit out of that door. And it turns out that it was, uh, it was a person who was in the middle of transitioning from one gender to the next. Somehow they hopped our gates, the entire property sealed at night. They hopped the gate and they were banging on the back door. And when we opened it to think that it was a neighbor who lived above us, they tried forcing the door open. And overall, the situation got resolved. They were thankful for us calling the cops because they didn't have their phone and they didn't know what to do. And they were just like drunk as hell, just in our in our in the backyard begging for help. We didn't let him in because, you know, I'm not doing that. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're about, but I do know I'm calling the cops. 
So that emotion had permeated inside of me. I thought that that emotion and that situation wasn't a big deal, okay? But when the scenario had been recreated and I heard the the walking of feet down the gangway, I thought to myself, this is going to be the exact same scenario. I walked into the hallway and we have like a light detector in our back porch and the light went on. And I thought to myself, this is it, man. Someone's about to shoot through the door or something. And then right then and there, this loud bang just cracks against the door. A sound so loud that I was almost deafened by it. Then there is this, this if you guys have ever been through a fast food place, um, you'll know that they sometimes have really crappy speakers and their voice comes out all muffled like this. And that's exactly what happened. I heard a voice screaming, You need to listen. This is the police. We have the place surrounded. Open the door. And at that point, I was like, What are the police doing here? This, like, consciously, it didn't make sense to me. And there were so many other scenarios that had an emotional charge connected to it that before I could even gain the lucidity to deal with what was going on, I woke up in my bed with my chest pounding so fast and so hard. I had like been drinking the night before. I fell asleep. I had this lucid dream that turned into a, a non-lucid, like pre-lucid, right at that cusp dream. And that emotional charge siphoned itself from my dream body back into my waking body. And it took me a while to go back to bed. I had to take some melatonin. I'm not going to lie. And this is, I fell asleep at three in the morning. This is now five in the morning. And I'm sitting there with my body drained and my heart like, if you go to bed right now, we, we just might die. And that feeling of terror, oh my God. This is what happens when we don't energetically cleanse and reabsorb the things that we have been through. You see, when we decide to become lucid, when we decide to retain our consciousness from our two-thirds of our waking state to that one-third, we dredge everything in a burlap sack right we put that all in a burlap sack and we just we just trudge into this one third in hopes that we can somehow remain lucid but the fact that you have all these deep-seated emotionally charged memories means that when the archetypes or any entities that are not a part of you they automatically can create this kind of emotional charge. And if you don't know how to ground yourself and remain stable and lucid, it's going to knock you off the bike every time. And you start gaining that stability by working on it during your waking state. So, for instance, the, the next time... A situation jars you inside to the point where you want to hit the fight or flight button. You want to run away or you want to hit somebody in the face. 
anytime you feel that that emotional surge inside of you, you have to ask yourself why. You have to start picking at that. Just like a, a child, when they ask you why at the end of every question, it's because the information you're providing to them are things they haven't consciously perceived or thought of before. This is all uh, like this is all subconscious information that we can call nature, and you're providing conscious information, which we'll call nurture. So when you decide to not answer those whys for a kid because it's upsetting you to have to break this down to a child, when you just dismiss the situation, they don't stop thinking about it. As a matter of fact, they begin the process of automatically assimilating and connecting dots to each other. And that that sense uh, of, of mental disembodiment begins at such a young age, but by the time by the time you're in your 20s, 30s, you have that much experience being knocked off that bike. And when you try to lucid dream and you run into obstacles, you're going to run into these kind of situations. So as I said, the best way to start turning the tide is by knocking back the waves, by understanding the waves, asking why, why do I feel this way? And it's okay, what, whatever the reason is, at the end of the day, it's okay, you're still here. And if you're still choosing to suffer from that, then that is still your choice, regardless of how terrible the memory was, if it was something you did when you were stupid or something you did out of negligence, whatever the case may be, you've made it this far into the podcast episode. So I know that you're here to turn that tide around. And I just want to let you know that it's okay, regardless of how many times you feel like life has gotten you in the ass, it is okay. At the end of the day, this this podcast is geared towards human evolution. This podcast is geared towards realizing that humans are a stream of consciousness. We're not red light, green light. We're not stop, go. We're not freeze tag. We're not any of that stuff. We are a continuous stream of consciousness. We choose to go from that beautiful waking state stream of consciousness to this thin puddle-esque of consciousness when we dream because we set that low priority setting. So as I said before, and as I say again, if you want to start challenging that, you have to start challenging yourself in your waking state. It'll reflect and bring itself into your dream state. And with that being said, welcome to the mental realm of existence. I'm your host, Jose Luis Mateo Jr. Today's episode, Dream Makeup to Wake Up. That's all we do, part two. We're going to be continuing from the last set of dreams. There's only a couple more that I have left here. I'm not going to give you the whole shebang of all my experiments, but I will... I will still continue to provide some of the most profound ones. 
And for anyone still listening at this point, I want to let you know that if you have a dream or a series of dreams, a reoccurring dream that you want to help get perspective on, I am more than willing to lend an ear and a hand, and you can contact me at mentalrealmofexistencepodcast at gmail.com. Just understand that if you email me, I'm probably going to use it on this show, and I will more than likely leave your name out of it unless you want your name brought in for it because you want to help share it with your friends or, you know, whatever the case may be. I'm more than willing to work with you on what's going on. So, let's continue on with what we had. For a little bit, I had wondered about the exchange of healing for, for like, what happened to my brain. Because, like, those sensations had stopped... I thought to myself, what else can I do for myself in the dream state? I have bad eyesight, and I, I, I wonder if I, can, if I can heal that within my dream state. I wonder just how plausible that is. And I gotta tell you, it, it, uh, you should ask yourself, <laughs> do this, because I, I should have done this ahead of time. But if you want to do this experiment and try it out, ask yourself how it's going to feel if you were to do that in, in your waking state. If you were able to just channel energy into whatever, what would you feel, right? Just Just ask yourself that question and marinate on it. And then when you're going to sleep, make sure that you don't expect that experience just just to like just to try to gauge yourself to get all the the cannon fodder out of the way because i didn't do that and i like i became lucid in a home some random lady sala which is a, a living room and before i was able to do anything and even like walk around and look and 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 see and try to get my bearings before i could do any of that i shouted out by the power divine here are these eyes of mine and i put my hands up against my eyes and i began to channel the energy and the i can feel my eyeballs just and then i think to myself what if I blow up my eyeballs and then they, the, the, the feeling that I felt in my eyeballs was, oh, it was terrifying. And I, I, I woke up with like my head hurting, my eyes like I couldn't, <laughs> I had like astigmatism and stuff. And I was like, shit, I hope, I hope I'm not like blind now. So after trying to heal my eyeballs and failing epically i decided to lay off the dream healing because i really didn't understand too much about the energy exchange and what i'm possibly giving up or what i'm possibly doing or whatever i, I just i had a lot a lot of questions you know it, it was like it was like basically I went from beginner's luck to logistically trying to understand what I'm doing and 
when you feel the flow versus questioning the structure of the flow, there, there's, those are two different mindsets. You know what I'm saying? So after I was done trying to heal my body, I then tried to heal myself within Robert Wagner's book. I think it's again with this book, this, yeah, I would get this book tatted on my arm. He got really good cover art, but I think it was also within this book that he discusses uh, healing traumas, going through your past and, and working on these events and having the ability to go left instead of right. During this time, I was in a really toxic relationship. So when it came to the trauma healing, I was like, you know what? This this might be the best option that I could have because if, if I can work on myself, then I, I feel like we could, you know, both do better or whatever. Just shooting blanks in the dark, right? So one night I decided in the, the midst of all the toxicity that I have in my life to deal with all of my childhood trauma in one night. I, I I was like, you know what? It, it's about intent, right? It's about power and follow through, right? So let's just let's just like use those three prerequisites as the ability to just bull our way through anything, right? So one night I'm dreaming, and I just I'm around pure pitch white, and there's a house in front of me, and there's a little boy playing in the dirt and I see this setup I'm like okay cool so I'm lucid now what 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 should I do let's try the dream healing you're already here right like you set this intention it was right then that I realized that I was dreaming and I became lucid time to do this big boy so I looked at the the little kid and you know playing around and the kid's just covered in dirt. I used to love playing in the dirt and like playing with caterpillars and and worms and all that stuff, right? I, I used to love doing that shit. So this little boy just comes up to me holding dirt and stuff, dirty little face, and. At the time, I couldn't understand in the dream, but I understood afterwards. So I'm going to speak with the after after report narrative, okay? At the time, when I had looked at that little boy, everything that I thought about myself, good and especially bad, everything that I thought that people think about me or about that childhood me, and everything else that went to perceiving this younger form of me, it all hit me at once. And I responded to him the same way I had been responded to in my childhood years. I just lashed out and opened up on the kid and fucking stupid, you idiot, blah, what do you think you're doing? You're all dirty, blah, 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 get the fuck out of here. Like, oh my God, who, who, why? The, the kid just started bawling and ran inside the house. And I 
I lost lucidity at that point because the conscious construct, like if you were to ask me how I feel as a kid, right? All those thought processes and everything else that I wasn't consciously considering, it all just hit me at once, like a, a smack to the face. And I reacted with all that energy that just swirled around me. And I lost lucidity because I lost the consciousness. I lost the, I had lowered the, the, the brightness level on myself, right? I dimmed myself down and I stopped perceiving things the way I was perceiving them. So as this kid runs inside of the house, screaming his head off, Mom comes out, and Mom is pissed. She gets up in my face. She's wearing all black, like a like a black veil on her, and like a hat kind of thing. It was weird. It was almost like Victorian or something. She's 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 opening up on me the same way my mom would. You motherfucker! And she is just letting loose on me right she's calling me a motherfucker she's calling me this calling me that threatening my life and i i then realized like okay i'm still dreaming and this is happening this is terrifying i'm terrified all right the the whatever responses over my lifetime that i decided to catalog into one night that just bounced into the perception of my mom as my protector authoritative figure everything else that went into who i perceived as my protectors i realized that even though i got the first half wrong i'm still here in the second half i'm lucid and the best way to level the playing field the best way to take that negativity out of that batch of energy right because this this person this 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 representation of my mom of my protector of everything all the all the negativity that went into what i saw for authoritative figures and everything else was was cataloged into that being at, at least that's what i perceived right so I hugged her and I said, I accept you with unconditional love. And she hugged me. She stopped yelling, hugged me and just dissipated into this pink and white energy that just reabsorbed back into my body. And from that day, I, I haven't had too many more experiences with healing like i said a lot of these things that i've done have just been like let me experiment and do this let me experiment and do that so after that night like i said while i missed out on the kid but i got the mom my relationship with my mom has been completely different it's it's been way different i used to be very closed off to my mom i used to be you know, very kept to myself. And we we have a good relationship now. Like we have uh, a mutual respect and understanding. And it's, it's really insane because when I think about all the wild shit that happened as a kid growing up that involves my mom, the, the thought, the perception is not 
caked with, uh, well, this happened, and I'll never forget this. It just became an observational point of view. We're like, yeah, it happened. It happened. Things happen. Like, that 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 priority setting that that like this the saturation of negativity within that energetic state that that clump of energy that's supposed to represent something right something that's laying in the 90 that that has been trying to get me to notice it for so long i was able to finally relieve myself of of that specifically uh, of, of that issue of the issues that I had with my mom I wholeheartedly right whole can you hear the pronunciation wholeheartedly believe that people suffering from cyclical nightmares people who have PTSD are our war veterans our trauma victims I believe, even from, from the slightest occurrence to the heaviest, I believe that all of these are, are able to be uh, mediated, mitigated, released, whatever word you want to throw on it. I believe that every single one of these, these pieces of us that we have used to, to hold ourselves back or to forcibly push ourselves forward, all of these are able to be negated. I definitely feel that someone who suffers from, you know, like a, a POW survivor that we have as a veteran who relives the same dream every night, I hope you can hear how much I believe that with the proper dream work, someone of this nature can take what has happened to them and have it be only an observational point of view, not not something that is the reason they stay up or the reason they don't talk to anybody else or the reason why they can't talk to anybody else or don't know how. They're, like, we, we move on in life and we have to update and assimilate, right? Because if not, we just, whatever we're using at this time is not going to work in the future. And unfortunately for for those who serve, they go through some of the worst things in the world. And I, I did mention trauma victims too, you know, victims of abuse and everything. There, there, there are people who reportedly and non-reportedly go through hell every single day. And we carry it into our dream state. We double down on that, that negative energy. We just saturate ourselves. We develop more. We give it out. We, we take anything that looks like it in because it's so natural to us. And we just repeat it through our dream state. And is that not living in hell? I, I'm, I'm ranting a little bit now. Yeah, but prove me wrong. Is that, is that not hell? To, to sit here and, and have the trauma just fall on top of you every day, every waking second to suffer from panic episodes, to suffer from uh, lack of confidence, to, to suffer from so many other things. Is, is, that, is that really the way we should be living or is that the way we live? Because that's the only way we feel we know how to live, right? Because life keeps on moving. We don't have time to stop. Like that's asinine so the last thing that i'm gonna say 
one of the other experiments that I that I have used is the ability to absorb power within the dream state. After learning how to heal myself and theorizing to myself that the energy that I use to heal myself in the dream state, I obviously brought that back with me, right? I, I obviously opened up a gateway and channeled that energy on some kind of live wire, some kind of wire back into my brain, into my body and brain, and and I, I, I healed it. So I absorbed it, right? So then what becomes the thought process of absorbing more power. How do I go about that? I had already learned about Carl Jung's archetype and I had already uh, theorized to myself that fractals of self and ego do make themselves perceptible within the dream state and the two combined together are perfect. I believe in the dream state that there are not solely 12 aspects of self that are categorized. I say that because if we had if we had a 12 digit password, if you had a 12 digit password, how many possibilities to string those could you find? I feel like that is the same concept for for dream archetypes. Your explorer your explorer could be a homeless man. Your explorer could be Ponce de Leon. Your explorer could be Christopher Columbus. Your explorer could be the first astronaut. You know, your explorer can be so many other things that just pertain to the word explore, but our concept of an explorer is not the same because what you think about someone who explores space is not the same as someone who explores the depths of the ocean, right? For you, someone who explores the depths of the ocean might be a, a mer person or, or something like that. There, there's, there's so many other factors to, to string along with for this specific dream archetype because they don't all mean the same. They don't all mean the same there's so many different specifics to, to string along that i don't feel like it's apropos to say there's 12. i think there's i think to define 12 is to limit our perception of more that's what i think one night i decided to test out how it would be to absorb power absorb my archetypes if i've already done absorption with healing my body and healing my mental state what is to stop me from just outright absorbing all that so one night i'm in a hospital waiting room and there's chairs on the left there's chairs on the right there's there's chairs all around right and there's like three four people that i can spot in this room five maybe but i i became lucid and i realized that you know i, I there's no reason i should be in a hospital waiting room right now so I, I must be dreaming i see these people i wonder how many of them are a part of me 
So I shouted out loud, all the, all the archetypes that belong to me in this room, I want to reabsorb you right now. And three of them stood up and they all turned into different colors and they swirled into the air. They swirled into colors and they all started to permeate in the air, kind of like a little storm. And as they were coming to me, there, there was a, a being that was like the fourth person over in the far left corner. And the being was like, your power is mine. And this being got up and just didn't walk, didn't run, levitated over the chairs and just flew after me. I cannot for the life of me remember if I ever got that energy but I do remember that running out of the room and into some hallway, I felt a hand on my shoulder and I, I woke up like that. And I, I, <laughs> and I believe it was around this time that I was reading Carlos Castaneda's Art of Dreaming. And that book the profound nature of that book is is terrifying like i learned about inorganic beings and other other beings and stuff from from that book and i i learned that when you see more they see you all that well more too the it, it's it's almost like remaining ignorant is the way to go because they, they, they still get what they want from you and you still get to move around. And like, if we can equate that to today in society, I would say that that really is, that really is how it goes now, right? You, you can get along, we can all get along, but I'm gonna get a piece. I'm going to get a piece. There's nothing you can do to stop me. Whether you realize it or not, I'm getting a piece. That's, that's how everyone treats each other now it's an advantageous predatorial world where we all want something no one just wants to help out of the goodness of their heart and when they do people take advantage because people are like oh you want to help you want to help i'll fucking make you hate helping all right i'll help you into an early grave because you will hate how much you hate helping after i'm done with you after this night I decided let me let me try simpler things let me try smaller things let me try easier things and I, I've I have done simpler things I just I feel like these dreams that I brought up are some of the most profound dreams that I have had no I haven't been able to have a fully lucid dream it's 2023 i haven't been able to have a fully lucid dream since like 2021 somewhere and like <laughs> i i've mentioned this before and i, I want to keep reiterating that because i want to keep normalizing myself so i'm not put on some pedestal because it at the end of the day if i'm capable of the same things i want you guys to understand that you are too you have to expect the unexpected 
You have to word yourself properly. You have to maintain in control of that emotional charge, right? We've talked about that many times before. You have to maintain in control of that emotional charge or you will knock yourself right back. It's interesting how, how that happened. We become so enveloped in an emotion that that emotion then sends us flying back. We put so much consciousness into that emotion that like whatever feeling we have, have you ever had a, a dream where you were pissed off in the dream? You woke up pissed off. This, this is what's happening. You're, you're, you're bringing that right back in with you. We are nearing the end of season one. Season one is just the beginner, beginner, chicken dinner, miss winner, winner. Like season one is, is all the, the simple stuff. And I, I feel like, I feel like I've covered pieces of that. I've done more advanced things now, but that's because like, you know, my experiences starting out dreaming, I, I, I wasn't trying to do simplistic things. I started off high. I wanted to keep it up high. I wanted to, I wanted to stay in that frame because why not? Like challenging yourself, this shit is super fun. But I will also say that learning the logistics and learning the basics is is definitely something that should be done in tandem with challenging yourself because the the same way that that i tried to absorb power my power in a room and something noticed and came after me is the same way something can happen to you that way you know there there are ways to protect yourself. Fortunately, the ignorance of not thinking anything is threatening you or can harm you in the dream state, I say would be our biggest line of self-defense. And that's, that's, oh God, that, just think of that. Hey, you're good as long as you stay dumb, bruh. Like, no, 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 you can protect yourself, the, 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 intent alone to want to protect yourself if you can provide that intent in in full if you can deliver that intent and hold on to it you can protect yourself it takes no more than that you don't need to you don't need to meditate for fifty thousand years and 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 harmonize with the universe in order to protect yourself in the dream state first so as i prepare to close out of season one i want to let you guys know the next episode will be i'm really excited to have gotten this far at all to be able to to have my own platform and really be able to push myself forward and and have other people uh join me in learning i I look forward to, to what I have in the next episode. I'm not going to release anything right now because I wanted to keep it nice, but enjoy. Enjoy. It'll be, it'll be coming out sooner than you know. Have a good night.